Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theatrical Mustang Podcast. I'm Katie Woodzik, and this interview is actually not hosted by me. It's hosted by our new associate producer, Olena Hodges, and it's with Matcha Monkey's founding artistic director, Christina Sutherland Rowell. Episode 51, you're really going to like it, talking about strong female characters, which I'm all about, which this podcast is all about, and you're in for a treat. First time behind the mic interviewing, and Alina did a great, great job. So it is Monday night as I'm posting this. The Gregory Awards are in full swing. Also, Matcha Monkey's new series, The Distillery, is having an event tonight. And what else is coming up? What else is coming up? Island Shakespeare Fest. Island Shakespeare Festival rather, is having their first Bard and Brew series, where they're going to be doing hour-and-a-half-long performances of Shakespeare's works at the Tap Room at Bayview Corner. It's going to be a blast. The first one is Wednesday, October 28th at 7 o'clock. They're going to be doing Macbeth, so check that out. You can follow Island Shakespeare Festival on the Facebooks. You should also like Matcha Monkey on Facebook and follow everything that they're doing because they're just an excellent company. Uh, and I hope you enjoy episode 51 with Christina Sutherland Rowell, interviewed by Olina Hodges. I'm here with Christina to talk about. Matcha Monkey and uh, various other projects going on. So thank you, Christina, for being here yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for coming over to my house. Yeah, <laughs> making the long trek from Whidbey Island. Yeah, ferry and everything. <laughs> it was, uh, actually, we just drove right on, so it was great. Oh, good. Easy peasy. Excellent. <laughs> Glad it was easy for you. <laughs> Convenient for me to stay in my house. Great. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm really interested in how your company got started. Can you give us a little bit of sort of history on what interested you in um, yeah. working on new works. I know you're a writer, mm -hmm. director, actor. You do all of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, well, we started, I, I co-founded the company with Desiree Pruitt in 2001, mm -hmm. um, mostly because we were actors and we wanted to play strong female characters and didn't find a lot of strong female characters mm -hmm. in a lot of shows that we were auditioning for or that had already been written and... Um, we had gone on tour uh, through the Canadian Fringe Festival mm -hmm. Circuit, and I had seen many, many shows and was like, I think we can do this. So we got together and uh, got a cabin in Idaho for a weekend and figured out our bylaws and became a nonprofit. Like, we just we just went for it. And I think wow. if we would have known how much work running a nonprofit was <laughs> before we went to the cabin, we probably would not have incorporated and done all that that, that paperwork, but because we were just like, yeah, let's go for it. We just went for it. Wow. And the company's been around for 14 years, and um, we still produce fearless, funny female work. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people get confused with us in another theater company in town called Live Girls, uh, because they, they produce work um, written by women, but our focus is um, any new work that features strong female characters, and in fact... Um, we've, we've produced many male writers, and I encourage men to write plays featuring strong female characters. Mm -hmm. So our focus is a little bit different, but similar in, in, 
in that vein that we're trying to get female voices out there uh-huh. in the world. And we um, we started doing education programs in 2004. So that's now actually we're kind of half and half, 50-50 mm-hmm. new work and um, education that focuses on creating new work with kids in schools. Cool. So, yeah, that's our, that's our company in a nutshell. That's... That's really cool. What are the some some of the biggest challenges you faced starting a nonprofit and doing well, the whole? You have to get a board together. You have yeah. to, you know, my degree. Desiree and I both graduated with undergrad degrees in theater, and not in business. <laughs> so you know, figuring out how to do budgets and apply for grants, and it takes you a while to get money. You know, mm-hmm. to get if you're starting with no funders, which we were starting with, like. It's just us as artists. Let's just make a company. Uh-huh. Um, you have to figure all that out. And then people don't want to fund you until you're, you're a little proven. It co- took us a couple of years to get some grants. But once you get some grants, you start to build some momentum. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a lot of touring at the beginning. So we had lots of reviews and we had a lot of experience uh, being very scrappy and independent. And that was very helpful. Learning how to just go into a venue and tech for three hours max and do your show mm-hmm. and do your show over and over and over again and be your own promotion team and mm-hmm. be be just ready to do anything that you have to do in order to sell your show mm-hmm. was really good. Um, just like boot camp work yeah. <laughs> for us. And then... I went back to school. I went to grad school and went to SU and got my master's in nonprofit leadership because I wanted my company to run better. There's, That's cool. Like I, I actually do need to find out a little bit more about fundraising, and I think there are some people who could help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on my project in grad school, I got to focus on Much and Monkey. So rewrote our marketing plan, figured out how to properly do a budget uh-huh. with an, a, accounting classes, yeah. and. Um, yeah, so that was extremely helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool that you were able to start the company and then figure out what you needed and fill in your education. Yeah, <laughs> it's a that. little bit like the long way yeah. around, but I feel like I learned a lot. And I, mean, yeah. I think I've, I kind of always had that idea in the back of my head that I wanted a theater company all yeah. through co- undergrad uh-huh. through college. And so yeah. it was kind of a, a dream of mine for a while. Cool. Yeah. How do you... Um, are, do writers propose plays to you, or do you ha- search out new writers? Or? Both. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we have um, approached several local playwrights. Um, we worked with Wayne Raleigh last year, and we didn't end up producing a full length with him because family situation with him. He's got two young kids, and it just mm-hmm. didn't end up working, but we did workshop a little bit with him. Um, we've approached Elizabeth Heffron. We've approached Stephanie Tim. Um and she had a play that we workshopped and then fully produced. And then we also have people who submit to us. And our writing series is all people who have submitted plays to us, which is exciting that we're going to work on more new work in our writing series. We might not necessarily um, have the ability to produce all of those plays, but as a playwright, you need to hear your work out loud and you need that feedback. And um, whether my small company can produce every single one of them, they at least can have a platform mm-hmm. to get feedback and um, be able to use that to do the next draft and yeah. have an, possibly another company produce it. Yeah. yeah. When you're looking for strong female characters, what, do you, what stands out to you? Well, I'm thinking three-dimensional women, not stereotypical two-dimensional <laughs> women. So, you know, we've, we've done a play about... Um, and, and they can be villains, too. You know, that we, we don't just focus on, like, um, 
quote-unquote good characters. We've done a play about Anne, Bonnie, and Mary Reed. They were female pirates. Cool. Which was really fun for us because we wanted to sword fight, too. <laughs> Women don't get a lot of opportunities to sword fight on stage. This is true. Not a lot. Not uh, enough. Yeah, not enough. Certainly. <laughs> uh, but those women are more terrible people, but they're fascinating characters and uh-huh. definitely strong. Like, warts and all. Like, they were out there living life to the fullest. Yeah. All the way to the end. Um, but yeah, I think three-dimensional women is probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of... Um, female characters who were only there to support the men in the in the movie and the play or mm-hmm. they're you know they're shuttled into a specific mother grandmother ingenue role so definitely that's what we're looking for well thank you for- <laughs> <laughs> we also like a little bit of magical realism there's oh, a lot of our plays have a like um and that's probably my personal taste in the, uh-huh. as an artistic director i like things that are like almost in this world, but not quite in this world. So one of my favorite plays is we produced Sarah Rule's Melancholy play back in 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I just like that sense of, of otherworldliness, a little bit of magic in a, yeah. in a play. Yeah. Um, so are they all world premieres that you work on or yeah well melancholy play was a northwest premiere okay um, so we've done northwest premieres but mostly we do world premieres mm-hmm. yeah stephanie tim's play she had workshopped in grad school but it was done in it was done in san diego i think it was somewhere in california i can't remember where she went to grad school but it had been done as a workshop production uh-huh. but uh we did the first full-length production it's called sweet nothing cool yeah that was a fun one. That was really yeah. dark and otherworldly. <laughs> it's like a re-envisioning of um, uh, Little Red Riding Hood in a way. Mm. There was a wolf in it. It was kind of a post-apocalyptic world. Oh, wow. Where there were wolves and little girls and uh-huh. woodsmen. Not necessarily Little Red Riding Hood, but three sisters who were kind of on their own in, in a world where there were these other characters that they had to... To deal with the wolves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how do you find a balance within, for yourself as artistic director of the company mm-hmm. and also as a director for the company mm-hmm. and as a writer? And do you also act sometimes in the pieces as well? I have. The last time I did that, though, was uh, a couple years ago. I don't often do that uh-huh. um, anymore just because it's, yeah. Uh- <laughs> and also having another job on top yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I, right now theater. I have a full-time job and a son. Yeah. So, so um... <laughs> It's a lot, but uh, we've scaled down. We used, we we have done two full productions a year, um, and we're just doing one full production this year, mm-hmm. and we're just going to focus on doing that and doing that really well. I'd much rather us do something or a couple projects really well than to do a ton of projects mm-hmm. kind of badly or like subpar and then feel like we weren't doing a good job, mm-hmm. so... The reading series is really exciting. We're going to have them at, uh, most of them are going to be at Gay City, so you can go get a beer, come hang out. Cool. Um, and those are, those are really doable, and I can, we can do those well without a ton of resources. Um, and then the full production, we're going to just focus on that, and it'll be in the spring, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the education program, we have an education director, and I meet with her, but, She's really taken that on, and I'm stepping back. I used to be uh, one of the lead teaching artists, and we're actually hiring apprentice teaching artists, which is really exciting, so that they can apprentice under one of the leads, 
and then take over for the next classroom so that we're keeping the consistency and the quality of the program mm -hmm. and training them at the same time. Because it's uh, kind of an intense, unique program. Um, it's called Monkey Works, and it's uh, a playwriting and performance residency in a third, fourth, or fifth grade classroom. So the first four weeks is writing a play collaboratively with the class. Mm -hmm. so you're teaching playwriting, and then you're having the kids write all these scenes. Then you put that all together into a one act, and then the next four weeks is them rehearsing, and they perform it at the end. Wow. So you've got to be able to know how to be a playwright uh -huh. and work in a classroom and also yeah. be able to direct a play with that age group. So it's kind of a tall order. <laughs> it's super fun. Oh, I bet. And so I, rewarding to the yeah. creativity that can And I, it's all based on something that they're been they're learning in class. So we're not taking away from the teacher's time. We're, uh -huh. we're using some curriculum that they're already working on. So it's usually a social studies topic, but I've done stuff on science and I learned a ton. <laughs> we did um we did a play about the swine flu. Wow. Which was awesome. So the whole play, basically, the beginning was a guy going to a restaurant where this chef was sick with the swine flu. So it was this ridiculous <laughs> diner where he, the chef is, like, sniffing and sneezing and snotting into the food. And the guy ate the sandwich and it went into slow motion. And then we switched to... Um, the viruses and the inside of the body. So most of the oh, play fun. was the battle inside of this kid's body. Oh my gosh. And it was like the viruses were invading and then they, you know, they replicate. And so they just kept replicating and replicating and they became this chorus. They all said the same thing at the same time as they grew and grew and grew. And then the white blood cells army had to come in and the immune system had to figure out how to wow. fight them. Finally, the kid didn't die. Finally won. And then at the end, we went back to the to the kid at the end of the play, and he met somebody else on the street, and he sneezed on them. <laughs> and the virus continued. Awesome. So I learned Very a lot cool. about how viruses work <laughs> yeah. in that process. But also, the kids knew at the end of that play, they knew they could rattle off everything. They're like, oh, yeah, the immune system is, is comprised of all these components, and mm -hmm. this is what a virus does, and this is how it replicates inside of a cell. And wow. so, yeah, I'm really proud of that program. Yeah, that sounds really fun and a great way to encourage curiosity about different subjects with kids. I feel like if you can present things in a creative way and, and take away the, like, dry learning of things and let kids explore physically, it's, yeah. like, a totally... Well, we all have different learning styles. Yeah. I mean, for me, I need to be on my feet and talking about stuff. I can't just read a book. Uh -huh. I just don't absorb things that way. I need to be actively interacting yeah. with the subject matter. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. So your reading series, mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like for your yeah, company? Yeah, and I, I, I got to uh, hand it to our literary manager, Elaine. Uh, she's been... The great thing about um, Matcha Monkey is that we have fantastic volunteers. So Elaine has been soliciting all these scripts, and she read 150 scripts. Wow. Yeah, we got amazing submissions, and I wish we could do more. <laughs> so, which was great. It was wonderful, and I'm so, I, I, I was just ecstatic about how many, how many scripts we got. But, um, so she read all these, and then she um, sent a select uh, amount 
to me, and we talked about them, and she narrowed it down to uh, six scripts. And um, wow, she, six from one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And it's really hard. Tough. I mean, I'm a playwright, and I, I, you, it's difficult to get your work produced mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's a lot of work out there, and there's a lot of good work out yeah. there. And, and well, and I imagine when you're looking at something that's for sort of a, a season or a series mm-hmm. like that, you have to keep in mind the balance of the other works, mm-hmm. and it has to mesh. And, and we have a specific vision, too, about right. what we want. We're not taking every yeah. thing, and we, we tend to like... Um, we tend to like comedies, so we got a lot of great plays that were dramas that were mm-hmm. like, this doesn't really fit who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's not a fantastic play. It's just, you know, this is a very dark drama, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do fearless, funny female theater, so it's got to have some funny in it. Yeah. And we've done darkly comedic stuff or dark um, pieces with, a, with humor in them, uh-huh. but if it's just straight drama, it's just not for us. Um, yeah, so she she narrowed down, them down, and um, she's got us connected to a bunch of local directors who are taking on each script, and um, the series starts at the end of October. It's called The Distillery. Um, and then, because um, we're hoping that you'll drink beer and mm-hmm. hang out with us and chat after the show. Cool. <laughs> um, I want people to feel like it's a casual, fun mm-hmm. night, and, and yeah. Uh, so they're... They're going to be posted on our website, and I don't have all of the plays memorized. I believe that we're doing the plays called Claire from Hollywood is the first one that's in October. Um, but yeah, we're at October 26th, I think, is the first reading. But you guys should go to my website, our yes. website, and figure that out. It'll all be posted, and we'll do lots of invites. Cool. Yeah. Great. We have a mailing list. People can get on that to find out when all those readings are. And can they sign up for that on the website? Yeah. Yeah. mailing list. Mm-hmm. And the website is machamonkey.com org. <laughs> and how do you We're spell that? Macha's M-A-C-H-A monkey.org. Cool. For, for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, for your Type listeners. Type that in right now if they're listening. <laughs> Machamonkey.org. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be up there. And then also our spring production when it's the dates are settled would be up there as well. Cool. Do you have a resident acting company, or do you mm. audition for... We audition, yeah. We have cer- certainly have actors that have worked with us multiple times, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we audition. I'm, we're always looking for new people. We're kind of a, uh, a great uh, stepping stone for a lot of people who end up, unfortunately for us, not <laughs> um, <clears throat> getting a job at the rep or... I book it or somewhere else um, after working with us for a couple uh-huh. years. Especially that's true for designers. Mm. Um, in fact, Brayden Abraham was one of the founding Matcha Monkey members, and he's the artistic director of the rep right now. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have we've had a lot of designers, set designers, line designers who do work with us for a couple years, and then they get their portfolio is awesome, and then they're like, uh-huh. "I'm going off to the union house that yeah. can pay me well." I don't blame them. I mean, yeah. I think we've, we're, we're happy about that. We're, mm-hmm. We want to stay small. We've never really had a, a big dream to become a large theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets really stressful when you have a space and have to rent a space and then deal with people renting your space from you, and it just becomes very complicated. So we're yeah. pretty happy being nomadic and small. Cool. So you don't have your own... No. We've never had... Or- 
we've had an office. We just moved out of our office. Uh, we were sharing an office with Freehold in Belltown. Mm -hmm. um, but we put everything on the cloud. And um, <laughs> we were finding that we were just using our office as a storage unit for props that we weren't going to really use again. Because mm -hmm. you really just buy new stuff every time you do a show. Or you... I've rarely reused props mm -hmm. from previous shows. You can just go to Goodwill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or you ha or it's something that has to be custom built. Or you mm -hmm. can borrow costumes from, you know, the many other awesome costume um, houses that have, you know, $25 pull fees. You know, we can do that instead. Mm -hmm. We don't need to house a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So we moved all of our bookkeeping to 501 Commons, which is a nonprofit that helps other nonprofits. They do a bookkeeping, and we have everything on the cloud, and we meet at coffee shops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> our board meets um, at, at, regularly at a board member's house, and it's, that seems to work just fine for us. What types of spaces do you usually have your season shows in? We just did a couple of shows at um, Intamon's Old Space, the mm -hmm. black box that they have behind the main stage. They, it used to be a rehearsal hall, and now it's a black box theater, so um, it's Cornish's space now. We've done a couple shows there, and that's great, because you can move the seating anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. The great thing about being nomadic is you can rent the space that fits the show, yeah. as opposed to going, we have the space, and so... Let's make the let's show fit. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we usually do. We go, okay, we need something that can be in the round or three-quarter. Mm -hmm. Where can what, what space should we rent? Yeah, yeah. That's we great. also have done a lot of shows at Theater Off Jackson, which is in the International District, and um, we used to we used to do a lot of shows on Capitol Hill, but Capitol Hill has kind of turned into something else. Mm -hmm. Hugo House up on Capitol Hill. Um, I think they're actually getting rid of that theater and remodeling that whole thing into a, a multi-purpose building. So hmm. there used to be a theater connected to it. And I think they're getting rid of that, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Do you ever take things um, outside of the Seattle area? Do you tour? We have, but we haven't for years. Like, uh, we used to do the Canadian Fringe, and uh -huh. uh, we did that a couple of times. The last time we've done that was 2004, though. It's a long time ago. We went to Denver and Albuquerque, and we've taken shows to Idaho. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We went to a college, uh, two different. One was a festival in Albuquerque. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of that festival. It was in 2002. <laughs> uh, and then in Denver, we just had friends who we met on the fringe circuit who were mm -hmm. at a theater called Buntport, and it's still there. And they invited us to come to Denver and do our show there. So wow. we did. And then we went and toured to a school and uh -huh. taught the school and... Yeah, I kind of had a little tour there, but we haven't gone out in a while. That's really cool. Um, do you take theater pieces into schools in the area, or is your school program the playwriting for kids, and they mm -hmm. perform their own pieces, and it's pr separate? It's pretty separate yeah. at this point, yeah. We want them to have ownership over what they write, and, mm -hmm. and we invite... Um, them to come to our shows, and a lot of the teachers have come to our folk, our adult shows, but uh -huh. the kids are a little too young to yeah. come to our shows. <laughs> Most of the shows we third do grade. are not really appropriate for their fourth and fifth yeah, graders. They'd be like, sense. what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, just because they're 
like I said, a little magical and a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's there's never a. That could be. It's possible. Are there any writers that you that are established in classical theater or in um, American theater that you feel consistently have strong female characters that you are drawn to? Or? Well, Sarah Rule. I yeah. love Sarah Rule. Um, good question about other writers. I love Elizabeth Heffron. She's a local writer. And Stephanie Tim, who we've produced with. Um, Elizabeth has, has had several things done at ACT and, uh, and uh, the rep. So she's sort of becoming more well-known nationally, but she's mm-hmm. mostly known here. And then actually, uh, Yusuf Algindi, who we're producing this spring, the shows that he's been doing, Threesome, that was just an act, mm-hmm. um, very strong female lead, and then um, Pilgrims, which is another show he did a couple years ago, S- strong female again, mm-hmm. you know, one of the main characters was a, a, a waitress character. Did you see this show? mm it's about an immigrant coming, and he he uh, he meets a woman, and he he's already engaged, but he falls in love with this waitress. So it's his journey in figuring out what he's gonna do. But she's a very strong woman, uh-huh. <laughs> a huge part of of uh, uh, taking her own stand about what she's gonna do, whether regardless of his decision. Huh. Basically, cool. Yeah. Neat. What are your goals? With the company in the future, do you think? Uh, I think that I would like to continue... Not I think. I would like to continue paying artists and increasing that part. And that's the most difficult thing to do is keeping us small and scrappy, but being able to pay for a managing director so that we can make sure that we're paying our artists and our teaching artists mm-hmm. um, a living wage. Right now we pay stipends for productions. We pay our teaching artists well because that's grants and schools pay for that too. So we just got to figure out how to get it across the board with the company. Mm-hmm. And we were a part of a thing called Springboard. That's another 501 uh, Commons. They run this uh, program where your company can create a plan with their consultants. So they give you tons of free consulting hours. It was like $25,000 of free consulting. Wow. And we created a plan with those two consultants um, to get us to a point where we can hire a managing director. Because mm-hmm. all the staff is is pretty much volunteer at this point. Mm-hmm. So I get paid when I do, when I teach or when uh-huh. I do something. But um, yeah, we're, it's, it's difficult to make that leap. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Because, you know, <laughs> paying for someone's full-time salary is very different than paying just someone for a stipend. Mm-hmm. Seasonally, or we're facing that, too, with Island Shakespeare Festival. Oh, Trying really? to branch into that next realm of having a full-time, well, <laughs> full-time-ish yeah. staff year-round to really head up development and outreach and all of that. And I'd recommend 501 Commons if you guys are thinking I, about that. Yes, I'm uh, taking notes in my head. <laughs> there were organizations from all over the Puget Sound who were uh-huh. part of it. We were actually part of a cohort, and so we were all doing our cool. own plans, but we would come together and talk to each other about each That's other's great. plans. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was, it was a good thing. Also, New Century Theater Company in Seattle has a managing director, and she kind of does everything. And we had her come to one of our board meetings, and we picked her brain. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do this? <laughs> how did you get hired? How does this work? Nice. Yeah, it's it's not not easy. Yeah, 
It's not. It's hard to convince your board. We can afford this thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar leap. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. When you look at it in really practical terms of the math, it is. Yeah. It's necessary. It is necessary. But also, and in the long run, we'll we'll be more financially stable. But it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough job. <laughs> it is a tough job. Yeah. Nonprofit arts, not the easy way to go. No. <laughs> For a career, not. not the what easy were way we to thinking? go. I don't know. We weren't. That's what I was no. saying. I yeah. would never started this company if I actually knew what it was going to be. <laughs> how much work it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested. Obviously, I'm a huge Shakespeare freak. Yeah. Um, I'm interested as a. <clears throat> Because of your interest in female characters and um, writers who focus on that, what do you? How do you feel about Shakespeare's? How do I feel about Shakespeare? women? <laughs> uh, I'm always interested to hear other people's. I think he's. You know, it depends on the play. Quite honestly, yeah. Like Taming of the Shrew. No, thank you. <laughs> Not a fan of Taming of the Shrew. Um, Merchant of Venice has got some good, strong female characters in it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a Shakespeare. Like, that's not my passion. I, mm-hmm. I know Shakespeare, but that's not something I focus on because yeah. I'm like, new work. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much what I like to read and what I like to mm-hmm. teach. So, yeah, I don't... Yeah. I was... Oh, that's my son. Oh, there's a baby. And that's Theodore. We'll pause for some time and be back to it. Cool. We are back after uh, baby waking up from nap um, with uh, Christina here talking about Matcha Monkey and um, her company. So for our listeners, what are what are good ways to get involved with your company? What is we have a lot of different ways you can get involved. Um, We are always looking for people who are interested in um, helping us with administrative stuff as well as auditioning for shows and there's lots of ways to get involved as far as helping us market um helping us reach out to schools if you're interested in in arts education um people who are interested in writing and writing grants if you are looking to expand your resume in that way and we've had a lot of people who've volunteered for us, use their experience with us to land jobs. <laughs> so um, our social media guy is, is doing that right now. He's actually using his experience as our social media marketer to get a job as a social media person mm-hmm. with more than just a volunteer stipend. So that's awesome from him. And, um, yeah, so there's that way. And there's also you can see about be- being on our board. Mm-hmm. We've got a growing board of um Nonprofit and just business professionals on it, and we're always looking for new people to support us in that way. So, yeah, lots of opportunities. Great. And again, visit the website. To yes. Yeah, all of our contact information. Sign up for our newsletter, um, and find out about what's what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. Right and now. for writers who might be interested in submitting work to you for, uh, yeah, obviously you get a lot of. We're always accepting. But... We're always accepting, and there's there's information right on the front page about how to uh, submit a play to us. Cool. And we do read them all. It might take us a little while. Like I said, 150 plays when we had a deadline. 
was was a lot for because we are all volunteers, so we have one literary manager. Right. <laughs> so just be patient with us writers. I mean, I know what it's like. Yeah. To submit a play and then wait to hear back, but you can bug us. Yeah. But just know we're all volunteer. Yeah. But we will read it. So, um, in your day job, mm -hmm. I'm also interested to hear uh, yeah. about your work with Studio East. Yeah. In uh, Kirkland, it's a wonderful, wonderful youth theater. Mm -hmm. I did Yappy, which is their young... You did? I did Yappy in oh, 2004, yeah. maybe? Um, they, it's their young actors, professional intensive, that runs through this... I think it's... Is it six weeks still in the summer? Yeah. It's, and then they go to New York. And then they go to New York. It's awesome. I was 16 when I did it. And oh, had, yeah. I, it was the best summer of my life still. I, <laughs> awesome. I had so much fun. And then I went to Circle because of working... Lonnie Brockman, who's the artistic yeah. director. Um, my boss. Yeah. Still there. <laughs> has a um, connection to Circle in the Square Theater School. She went there and <clears throat> is still very connected. and uh, So that's why I ended up doing my conservatory training there. Awesome. Through Lonnie. So. Well, Lonnie's amazing. And, yeah. Uh, Yappy's still going strong, and that's what started Studio East. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it's a very busy, awesome organization. So I'm the director of education there, and uh, we do. We just got done doing a whole summer of summer camps, just like <laughs> nonstop, which was really fun. I got to um, direct a musical this summer and a version of Alice in Wonderland for a camp, and I did a couple of um, camps for younger kids called Tailspinners, where they write a play in a week and then perform it, which mm -hmm. was really fun and very fast-paced. Especially with six and seven year olds. <laughs> crazy plays that come out of the minds of six and seven year olds. But awesome. Yeah. Um, and we do tons of after school classes. We do classes for homeschool kids during the cool. day. We do midwinter break camps, spring break camps, and then we have these things called studio days. So if a school has a day off like MLK Day, uh -huh. we do an all day long workshop. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we do those, and then we just have workshops. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and also very important, during the school year, in addition to Yappy, we now have a program for teenagers called Studio Intensive, which is on Saturdays from September to June. That's great. So we've got 21 kids in that program right now, wow. and they're there, they were there today, <laughs> 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., pretty much every Saturday. Oh. Wow. For that whole time, because they're just... It, they're really into theater, and they want to do they are, intensive yes. college Studio writing. East kids are, like, crazy intense theater kids. Yeah. Like, I, it was I a little, it. it was shocking for me coming from Whidbey feeling like I was one of those kids, and then, like, feeling so behind in my knowledge of, <laughs> like, what's playing on Broadway and the latest musical theater soundtrack, and I, it was eye-opening for me in that realm. Yeah, we do a lot of musical theater, so there's yes. a lot of musical, in fact, there's a classical musicals workshop happening tomorrow and next Sunday. Oh, wow. And it's uh, an intensive, let's pull out your classical music audition piece and let's work it for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And we're producing Honk um, on their main stage. Oh, so that's going to open real soon. I think it's an opening, well, it's opening this month. I can't remember that specific weekend, but that's happening. And then we do um, musical productions at schools, after school. So that, yeah. there's 12 of those happening this year. 12? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. That's... We do a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, yeah. I hire a lot of teaching artists. Uh -huh. So there are teaching artists out there in the Kirkland, Seattle area who want to work for Studio East. They should get a hold of me. And how would they go back On to the that? Studio East website. And there's studioeast.org. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, my contact information is right on there. And you go to jobs and you can submit your resume. And cool. I'll interview you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's so great. I, I didn't realize how much I, it's, the programming has grown a lot it I think, since I was there. Oh, yeah. Like, we moved it to a larger facility right. with a 150-seat house, and we have three classrooms on site, but we do all this outreach as well. So, And summer camps are all over Kirkland. So they're in um, churches and community centers and at Studio East. They're just everywhere. Yeah. Schools, too. So, yeah. That's... All summer long from, like, June... 20th to August 28th is what we did every single week. That sounds like um, a lot of work uh -huh. uh, for you, yeah. maybe, who's also <laughs> the artistic director of another company. I just am in awe a little bit of that. Well, like I said, we scaled back a little bit this year with Modern Monkey <laughs> to make sure that we're doing continuing to do high-quality work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... I do not want to do subpar, stretch too thin, pull my hair yeah. out kind of work. Yeah. That's not what I've ever wanted to do. I mean, mm -hmm. I went into doing theater because I love doing high-quality stuff, and mm -hmm. I love writing work that engages audiences, and the last thing I want to do is just throw stuff up there to because we need to do this. Right. Which is another reason why we don't have a space. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a space, you have to produce constantly. Yeah. So we have the availability and the flexibility to maneuver our season a little bit. Wow. Yeah. And balance of family. And yeah. Adorable Yay. baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. it, that's impressive. And a Theo lot of work. is nothing but fun, though. <laughs> He's seriously the most laid-back, easygoing kid. Aww. He had to have an allergy test a couple months ago, and I did little pricks in his back. Didn't cry, just hung out, was totally bored because we had to sit in the doctor's office for 20 minutes, but he wasn't, like, crying oh, and fussing. Wow. He was just like, there's nothing to play with in here. <laughs> Poke my back some more. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Whatever. So, wow. we got that going for us, too. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, with Studio East, do you feel like you're able to bring some of your passion for strong female characters and new works into that work as well? And, and Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm trying to get playwriting as a class going. And it's going to be... I offered it in the fall. didn't run. I think I need to do a little bit more targeted promotion because I think mm -hmm. the, kids, the kids who are Studio East kids... I think they look at playwriting and go, oh, that looks hard. It's not acting. It's uh -huh. not musical theater. Yeah. So I'm going to have to try to figure out how to weave that in there. Um, if they only knew. I mean, it's it's a great skill to have because there's so, so many artists are able mm -hmm. to get out there more by producing their own work and yeah. doing a one-woman show or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, Southern Oregon University has a one-person show class oh, wow. that's like a hit. That that has gone really really well, I think for for. It's really hard to it's too. really hard to do a one person show, and if you can master that, yeah. Oh my god, yes. you're gonna be way ahead of your peers. <laughs> I didn't master that, but <laughs> <laughs> some 
and it was impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, it's going to help you, at the very least, help you with all of your auditioning skills. Yeah. If all yeah. those kids are going to go to college and audition for all these colleges. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but well, I, do, so. I do think writing is an important thing for a performer to just try, at least try. You might yeah. actually surprise yourself and find mm-hmm. out you're really good at it. And you might also just go, oh, now I understand. When I look at a script, I have a better uh, understanding of how to analyze it. Yeah. Because uh, when you take playwriting, well, at least when I teach playwriting, um, I have them read contemporary playwrights and then mm-hmm. we talk about those scripts and what works and what doesn't and what can you steal or put in your toolbox you know, uh-huh. as a playwright and and we talk about how you analyze a script mm-hmm. I think it's important as an actor to know how to do absolutely yeah so yes but, I mean you can't can't access your character unless you understand the story you're telling and why the, your character yeah. is doing what they're doing yeah why, why do you exist what motivates your character yeah yeah, yeah. So that, and then also our uh, outreach classes, I'm really interested in bringing more in-school as opposed to after-school classes through mm-hmm. Studio East, so cool. that's something I'm going to be working on, too. And that's I think great. a lot of our teaching artists would be would be into that, because mm-hmm. a lot of our teaching artists, as most teaching artists, they have rehearsals at night, so mm-hmm. it'd be great to have teaching gigs in the middle of the school day, as opposed to after-school going into rehearsal time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, That's so cool. Yeah, lots of nothing but theater happening in my life. That's <laughs> great. That's, That's so great. <laughs> That's the goal, Good thing right? I like it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty That's much twenty four seven. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really inspiring to talk to someone who's just made such a career out of. I just you know if you focus on it, you'll find a way in, and and if you stay on it, and you really love it. You really you'll find your place in it. Mm-hmm. That's. That's a great point to end on, I think. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thank you so much for having us and uh, opening your home. (laughs) Listening to my crying baby. Yeah. (laughs) Really adorable cat. It's been been a good afternoon. Oh, good. (laughs) It's been a sunny Seattle day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.